Welcome to Multilingual Montessori, a podcast where we discuss multilingualism, multiculturalism, and raising children from a Montessori perspective. I'm Gabrielle Kutkov, an AMI Montessori guide and TESOL instructor, and I'm the founder of the Multilingual Montessori website and Instagram account. In this conversation, I speak with Renee Chen, a mom of two girls who moved with her husband and children from Shanghai, China to Austin, Texas five years ago. Renee shares the joys and challenges of raising bilingual children and of being bilingual herself in a country where she isn't a native speaker. She talks about her experience starting a Mandarin language class for her daughter's friends and how she helps her daughters maintain their Mandarin fluency as they grow older. We also discuss differences and similarities between Montessori in China and in the United States. A few notes about our conversation. You'll hear us talk about AMI, which stands for Association Montessori Internationale, the organization which conducted our teacher training program that was founded by Maria Montessori and her son Mario in 1929. We also talk about AMS, which is a bit confusing because in this conversation, we use AMS to refer both to American Montessori Society and Austin Montessori School. So hopefully that will be clear which one we're talking about. You'll also hear us talk about the Children's House, which is a mixed-age class of two-and-a-half to six-year-olds in a Montessori school. We sometimes use the word guide instead of teacher, which is a commonly used term in the Montessori world coming from the idea that the adult's role is to guide children through activities in the classroom and in their development. Okay, I think that's all you need to know. Here's my conversation with Renee. Hello, and welcome to the Multilingual Montessori Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. So excited to see you again through Zoom. I'm looking forward to see you in person very soon. I know. I hope so, too. Um, So to get started, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us your name and and just a little bit about your background and where you live and what you do. Okay, so my name is Renee and my last name is Chen. Uh, I have two girls. Uh, one is Tina, uh, 10 years old, and uh, one is Chloe, is 80 years old. Today is her birthday. Oh. <laughs> a very special podcast gift for her. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we moved from uh, Shanghai, China from 2000, uh, 2016. Yeah, I think it's in June. But till now, we are we moved to US for more than five years. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. And, and, and I feel more comfortable now compared to the first year arrived. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, now I think uh, everything is settled down. Like the, the girls are very comfortable in their school and uh, so cheerful every morning. And uh, I find a way to sell down myself. Uh, I, have, I have new friends here, and uh, also I find uh, find my 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 job just uh, help the help the company here to explore China market, which is my expertise. Oh. So I enjoy to be the connection of the two country, two culture in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> and my my husband is the reason for us to transfer here. So he. He has no, I think he he's very, very good, doing well here with her, with his new job, especially um, in Apple. I think it's, it's his dream in that, in that area. Um, so everyone just, just good in this new, new country. Oh, good. Um, so tell me about your, we're definitely going to talk all about the girls and what the move was like for them. But yeah. first, tell me about your language journey and how oh, many languages sure. did you grow up speaking and when did you learn English? Okay, so I think um, everyone knows man- Mandarin, right? But uh, actually in China, there are so many different kinds of Chinese. Like me, I, I, um, I was born in North China and we have our own, how to say that, dialect 
dialect, right? So I grew with a dialect with my parents. That's the only language we talk with each other in our family. Until I went to elementary, then we start to learn Mandarin by that time. Um, and for English, it's kind of late at my generation. I, I know now, like uh, for my girls at their age, those students will start to learn English in China much earlier, like from elementary, mm -hmm. because uh, English is a very formal, I mean, second language you need to learn mm -hmm. in China. Like just like uh, when you go to university, it's for not only for the university, for any move up examinations, English is the same level with mathematics, with uh, Mandarin. So, so um, I started my English learning from middle school. It's kind of late, <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, yeah. But for 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 our generation, it's all it's all in that in that uh, period. We start from the first year of middle school. It's hard for us because of the age, I think. But uh, we are trying, trying, try, try our best. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I got a chance to pr to real practice my oral English actually from my first uh, job after I grad after my master degree is a European uh, manage management consulting company, and the language is uh, English. Uh, no matter the the oral language in the office or you work on the document for the for the European customers, it's all English. And I have so many um, um, workmates from from Europe. So they teach, they taught me a lot. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes, yes. And then I practice a lot here when we moved to US. Yeah. yeah. I um, so, <laughs> so tell me about that decision to move to the United States. You said it was for your husband's job. How did yes. that decision come about and, and how did you feel about it? Okay, so, so the opportunity brought out by my husband work transfer because their um, research center in Shanghai is in Shanghai and headquarters in Austin. We know. Austin is very strong, you know, uh, for semiconductor, and there are so many companies here. Um, so oh, he got this chance, and uh, we have a family meeting to discuss about this. And I think it's a not 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 only a work opportunity for him; it's a good chance for us to try something new in our life, especially at that age. <laughs> you know, when we back to two thousand. Um, 16, we are almost 40 already. If we stay in China, we can foresee the leftovers of our life. <laughs> we know what will happen. <laughs> you know, in the next 50 years, maybe <laughs> if the big environment won't change a lot. Yeah. yeah. So just a work, house, bring up your child you know we all we 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 know all the all the routines in china what the Ch chinese families will do and uh, that culture so i think i just want to 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 to, to have more challenge in my life and uh, we all like that so we think okay maybe we'll try another culture and to see if we could survive well <laughs> there and uh, try to see the 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 how to say, uh, complication maybe between the two culture and uh, and uh, try to blend them in our body and bring up a child and that, yeah. you know, that yeah. uh, makes the culture environment. Yeah. How old, oh, were, how old were the girls when you moved? Uh, my, um, my older one, Tina, is uh, five years old. Yeah. And uh, Chloe is only two and a half. Aww. I still remember, yeah, when we moved here, we celebrated the five years old birth, uh, birthday for Tina in the in the apartment. When we, when we moved here, we, we, we rent an apartment as the first stop. And then I, I also remember I sent Chloe to school. Yeah, she's so young, <laughs> so little, only two and a half years, joined the children's house with so many elder kids. Right. Yeah. So tell me about the decision to send them to a Montessori school. How did you find out about Montessori and oh. why did you decide to choose that school? Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a long story. I really want that's to great. share. 
yeah, I, I, actually, I also shared a story um, on on their school's website. Oh, really? <laughs> because, uh, yeah, because uh, um, that's. How to say it's very different from the Montessori methodology compared, especially compared to um, Chinese public school. I mean, the methodology is totally different. So uh, when I know the traditional um, education way in China, like it's more like, okay, this is a teacher. Teacher will, will, will teach you all the information, all the knowledge. And uh, you try to be a good listener and to absorb all the knowledge from your teacher. Mm, it's hard to challenge. Like uh, even the language, maybe during the examination for the language, there's a very fixed answer. But actually, it's a very open. It, it's a very open question. You can you can have kinds of different answers, right? So this is my um, opinion for the just my personal opinion. I know they are evolving. Also, try to try to develop better. And uh, in my mind, is this is the traditional way in China, in China um, education. But back to Montessori, I pick up a book uh, when, I was, uh, when I was pregnant, when Tina is still, um, I think uh, three or four months old in, in, my, in my body. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I try to read read a lot of different kinds of parenting books by that time. And on the way, I'm taking subway in Shanghai to go to go to my work. So I, I read the books on the subway. And uh, there's one book called Love and Discipline. Um, um, how, to, how to pronounce her name? Uh, Sun Rishi, yeah. Um, actually, the book's name is Love and Freedom, but talking uh, about a lot of how to set up the discipline in and uh, Montessori environment because she is the one she she's kind of the first one trying to convert uh, Maria Montessori's book into a more better understanding, easier understanding for Chinese uh, um, audience. You know, with uh, yeah, with a lot of examples she will do in her school. Um, so that whole book is talking about Montessori in her own way and easier for me to absorb. And uh, I can feel the difference of Montessori way um, uh, compared to the Chinese traditional education. And I think the the key point in my mind for the Montessori education is respect and um, uh, independent like uh, we every child is born with their own um, they are unique they have uh, their own structure in their body to how to be uh, their own you know um, how to say that uh, try to be there themselves yeah yeah and uh, what we could do is just uh, show our respect to the child and try to help support, um, try to help them to prepare the environment and support them to um, to help them to to be an in, independent human being. Like uh, for um, for me, I think the easier way to 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 make a decision uh, for the Montessori that a uh, lot of people maybe don't know what they like, what they want to do, even they turn to be old. But in a way, with this environment, uh, I think it will be helpful for them to know what they like, what they want to do. Because uh, from the very beginning of the of uh, of their school life, uh, they they are trained in this way. They are they are bring up in this way. So yeah, this is all the all the all the all the point for me drive me to choose military education. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's great. Um, so what was that first school year like for the girls? So Chloe was only two and a half and Tina was five. And so they were yeah. immersed in this English, English language environment. They yeah. were in the same children's house classroom, right? Yes. So they had yes. each other. Um, yeah. What was that year like? Yeah. So before that, I want to tell a little bit about uh, uh, Tina's Montessori journey in China. Oh, because okay. after... 
Yeah, after I read that book, I I, I love Montessori, so I trying to search Montessori schools in Shanghai. Shanghai is is the I think is the advanced you know city already for the offering of different kinds of education. So there there are many Montessori schools compared to other cities. So finally got one for Tina when she's just 18 months old. I sent her to Montessori kindergarten just the beside of our community very close we can walk there so so when she moved to um ams here i think it's easier for her to pick up because uh, the environment is very familiar for her even the language is different yeah. the culture is different but the environment the tools yeah most of them are i say all similar yeah um and uh, she, I think, only take one week for the struggling, <laughs> like uh, has to get off the uh, get out of the car, and that's all. And she even didn't cry any. I think, yeah, she didn't cry. Yeah. But for Chloe, it's hard because uh, it's not only a new environment for her uh, because of the different country, and it's her first day to go to school. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, it's really hard. She yeah. cried so hard. Aww. Yeah, for the separation from me. I think, uh, yeah, it's a big challenge for her. But because the Montessori is a mixed age, so Tina helped her a lot. They can be together and they talk with each other in Mandarin in school. And I, I still remember a funny thing from their classmate, just their parents told me. Because uh, Tina is a sister, we call her Jiejie in Mandarin, and uh, Chloe is a younger sister. We call we call her Meimei in Mandarin. So every time when Tina is calling Chloe in school, she just called Meimei, Meimei. So everyone in the classroom called Chloe Meimei instead of Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are we confused by that or not really? No, no. I think uh, they pick up just so quickly. I think uh, even in the beginning, I talked uh, with their guide by that time. The guys um, said, you know, long, oral language is just one part for the communication. There are a lot of like eye contact and body language is helpful for them to better understand their classmates, their guide. Mm. So there are no big, uh, and also they help each other you know so no 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 big challenge for from the language part i think it's the main part is the separation um nervous from uh, yeah for for chloe it was just the the first day to go to school yeah the first experience in her life of for go to school i think and after after four months i think by december they can speak english Wow. The, their conversation at home turned to be English After instead. Four months. Wow. Yeah. It's it's so so quick. Much easier than me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they are they are my teacher. They are trying to correct my pronunciation. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. So what does bilingualism look like in your family and your daily routine now? Um, so, you know, after four months, they started to talk with each other in English instead of Mandarin already. So we have a conversation as a, during the family meeting. I said, okay, um, you can talk with each other in English if you feel more comfortable, but please talk with me in Mandarin because mom and dad uh, could better understand you in Mandarin instead of English. We are not that good in English as you guys. <laughs> this is what I what I um, ask them a, a kind of like a application yeah. <laughs> from them. Yeah, so they agreed. So uh, before the COVID, everything is uh, is uh, is going well. Like uh, they keep the habit to talk with me, talk with Daddy in Mandarin, and they talk with each other in English. Uh, sometimes they have difficulties, especially especially for Chloe. I think Chloe is a good good age for her to, you know, to pick up the language here. But uh, she 
don't speak much Mandarin by that time. She just started to speak Mandarin when she when she was two years old, right? Just a, just a half year of Mandarin speaking, and、uh, she don't have the opportunity to learn a lot of words in Mandarin. So sometimes for her, it's hard to like she learn some new words in school, but she don't know the Mandarin words what it is. So it's Her her language is a mix, like a Mandarin and English mix, and in a English sequence. You know the sequence,、uh, yeah. the sentence, the sequence, the structure is different in Mandarin and English. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. So I I need to evolve um and evolve more with Chloe about her Mandarin. Um, this is all before COVID, and we planned. I think my plan is to bring them back, just the you know. How just throw them into the environment, the language environment. They can pick up the Mandarin very quickly, and we book the flight back. And you know that <laughs> we prepared, the, yeah, all the things for the Great Wall also, <laughs> and、yeah. then COVID stop this. So it's a pity, but、um, uh, we still trying to keep the keep the routine at home.、Mm, it turned to be harder and harder. I can feel that it turned to be, especially we have. I have my. You know, because of COVID, I have my in-laws here, and I don't want to. You know, three generation together. I don't want to. You know, there's many conflict complications happened.、Yeah. I think the happy environment and smooth, peaceful environment is the most important thing for you know for the for the kids.、Yeah. So sometimes I will say English instead to them. Because、uh, we need we need the bubble to have our own conversation, not make the grandparents feel worry about that topic. So once I started to speak English, they got it. Okay, mom could speak English with oh, me. No. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yes. So I think that is very important. If you want to keep the language at home, you always keep it. Like、uh, okay, you are the Mandarin speaker. <laughs> you are you always need to talk with mom in Mandarin, and、uh, if you have a Spanish speaker at home, okay, you always talk Spanish, and another one's in English. Just keep it, yeah, and、uh, they will keep the track、uh, and keep the language. Yeah.、Um, oh, so has it helped though?、Um, then living with their grandparents speaking Mandarin, has that helped their levels or? Actually, the yeah, grandparents uh, don't speak Mandarin. Oh, they speak a dialect. Oh, gosh. Not very helpful, but I think it will be helpful to helpful also for them to better understanding. They don't have any problem to understand Mandarin, and、uh, we there's also one routine for us. We keep it so well for many years from the kids just ten months old. We always read together. Before during bedtime, so it's all Mandarin, no English, because English is English story is a challenge for me, and、uh, I want to keep this routine in Mandarin. So we we brought a lot. I, I think we shipped、uh, four boxes of books from China when we moved here.、Oh, we only have eight luggage with us, but we shipped four big boxes of Mandarin book. And now, like every year, I always buy more books from China and ship ship to US. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's、yeah. so wonderful!、Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I was going to ask you before. Where did you find that there were any differences between Montessori school in Shanghai and Montessori school here? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just as I said,、uh, in Shanghai is、uh, more advanced、uh, to have the opportunities.、Uh, you know, you can choose a different uh, different uh, kinds of education, but this will stop by kindergarten. That's all. When you go to elementary, is all follow the government、uh, instructions. So no Montessori school. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, it's a good chance for them. I really appreciate、uh, the opportunity here for them can continue their Montessori education. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and even even for the、um, period of kindergarten, they are different、uh, because.、Uh, In China, we are still Montessori theory is still new.、Um, even we have the Montessori school, but it's still new. Not that long history in US. So the 
the environment, I mean, the hard environment, like the classroom in China is pretty and all the material is just so new, you know? So um, from the hard hardware, maybe it uh, looks better than the classroom here, but the experience, the teacher experience are different. Mm, <laughs> the teacher there is more fresh and uh, the teacher here is more experienced. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the difference from the hardware is not only the new and the contents are different. Like the language here is all about English, but uh, when the Montessori in China is all all Mandarin and Pinyin, that thing. And uh, for the for the work, uh, how to say the environment work, and handworks mm-hmm. is more involved uh, China tradition history instead of the work here. I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. But for the mathematics, they are same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you noticed any differences in like the routine or philosophy or they pretty much follow the same Montessori teachings in both schools? Mm-hmm. I think uh, um, even we choose the Montessori school for Tina is uh, under AMI, but uh, after I move here, especially uh, compared to the um, AMS, I think uh, it's still more. I mean, this AMS is Austin Montessori School. Yes. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. Not to <laughs> and, be confused uh, with American Montessori Society. <laughs> yes, yes. I want to say that uh, that school, that AMS school, is more like the style of AMS. They don't uh, very, um, you know, um, this, they're still commercial things. Um, on 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 the on the clothes of kids, and also they celebrate Halloween. They celebrate so many holidays together. Mm. So yeah, I think that's a different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me um, how it's going. So we talked a little bit about supporting the girls' oral language skills. Tell me about what. Um, teaching the written characters has been like and when did you introduce that and how is that going and how yeah. do you that? yeah I think that's that's really a challenge because after you draw it's a draw picture <laughs> Mandarin like a picture <laughs> <laughs> the ancient uh, ancient uh, um Mandarin is uh with its drawings right all the all the Mandarin words is converted from a drawing just the yeah. This thing evolved several steps until we have the current words. So sometimes when we draw too many times, they will say, oh, mom, it's so sore on my hand. Magic <laughs> 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 break. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to, to, to teach them and build up the routine like once a week for, 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 for uh, written Mandarin. Yeah. yeah. And I think we started from which year? I think I kept uh, at least uh, three years till now to do this. Uh, and they can write their s- s- simple stories in Mandarin already. Oh, yeah. And uh, they also love, they love comic. <laughs> they love make comic. So <laughs> they draw and they draw the Mandarin <laughs> beside of it <laughs> to make small books. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And till now, we still, we still uh, keep this routine. And they love, I think the, uh, kids always love games. So you, also during the Mandarin teaching, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a professional. I don't have any, any um, education, you know, for how to teaching. So I just I just see my girls, like uh, they like, we have the flashcard like of the different word, you know, the Mandarin flashcard. We, we, they will just create a story in the beginning with the flashcard, you know, put the words connected. Okay, this is a sentence. <laughs> And they draw a picture, enter it, and then write it down with that sentence. So make it fun. Yeah. yeah. And now they can, yeah, most of the time they don't use the flashcard. They just read from their mind to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, so tell me about the Mandarin language lessons that you started with your oh. daughter's friends. How did that yeah. come about and how is it going? Yeah, I think in the beginning, you know, I still have the challenge um, from English, like uh, read aloud. We have a, we have a book club um, from their school, like read aloud. 
they are very thick books and with some old English. It's hard for me to enjoy the story with them during the bedtime. So I talk with uh, the friends, the parent friends in their school, talk about this. Oh, this is a change for me. And they said, hey, maybe we can exchange. I think, wow, that's a good idea. So I can teach the, I can teach the Mandarin to, to them um, and uh, they can help me to evolve more of the language work with my girls. So we started this and we also keep it once a week. So my girls has the passion to join the Chinese class also because, oh, so many people are learning together with them. They feel so proud. Yeah. I think this is really good. I mean, when you really want to learn a language well, at least you love it, right? So you have the passion to learn it and then it, it will be easier to, to turn to be a funny thing for them. So we took it like uh, every, um, let me see, every Tuesday, like after school. It will last uh, um, one to two hours because uh, we have break, we have snack times. <laughs> the real class is, uh, is one hour. Half an hour is, uh, is a class and take a break and have a have another half an hour. So we'll, we'll teach a lot. Like uh, uh, we, it, because I'm trying to teach in Montessori way <laughs> because my, the, the classmates in the, in the Chinese class is a very different, a very young one, maybe just a two years old and five years old, eight years old, 10 years old and adult. <laughs> so very different if you, we tried. We tried to teach at the same level, and then we lost a few students. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to have a you know whiteboard in the front and teach. Okay, this is what. This is what. <laughs> it's easier for the teacher actually. Is so. I really, really respect. I mean, admire the Montessori teachers. It's hard. <laughs> you teach. You know, you teach individually according to their different level. So it's easier for me. Okay, this is a whiteboard. Okay, that one, two, three, four, I can teach them. Then some of the kids just feel bored or some of the kids feels, wow, this is a big challenge. It's so hard for me. So I lost, uh, how many, I, I lost uh, two. Uh, they, they cried. <laughs> they cried. <laughs> their parents really want them to learn Mandarin. So they want to, you know, try to encourage them. Okay, could you go, could you go? And they cried. So, so they stopped. It's such a pity. I hope one day they could come back. So uh, we, we, after that, we try uh, Montessori way. I, and I can feel more smiles from the kids. And uh, they want to talk with me. They give me the feedback. Okay, I want you not always speak Mandarin. Could you speak in English for me, better understanding? And uh, for this word I'm learning, you speak in Mandarin. You know, they have feedbacks to me. So I think they 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 love and they involved. So yeah. I think it's really helpful. <laughs> oh, amazing. How do you decide what to teach them? How do you decide on your on your lesson plans and that sort of things, especially since you yeah. don't have a background in teaching? Yeah, but actually, before my Chinese lessons, uh, I have a little bit of background uh, because of I I'm now the I'm now the person like uh, just uh, to be housewives. Uh, I think uh, it's a uh, it's a challenge for me because I get used to work um, and uh, to have my own money, <laughs> you know, not just the, okay, hey, my husband, uh, I'm work at home, uh, you should pay me. I, I think the EL culture is hard, you know, to, to, to make me to think in this way. So when we move here, that's the first uh, big change for me to find a work here because all the culture different, uh, the work experience could be copied. To be here, um, so the first thing I tried is to be a Mandarin teacher. Oh, okay. <laughs> not instead of a teacher, we should see. Uh, we should see is a tutor. Uh, there's a platform. I think a varsity tutor, right? Um, there's a they they will try to find a matchable uh, tutor with a matchable student. So uh, there's like uh, the first student uh, asking help is. Uh, um, middle school student he just needs to finish his homework of uh, Mandarin that's that's much easier for me to start mm -hmm. because uh, 
the material is there, the homework is there, and I could understand everything and trying to explain to him in an easier way, which he could understand. Then he could take the examination and he's very happy about that. So that's my first experience. And then I started with young kids, which is the same age with my girls. And I have the experience to, to, to teach my girls so I can copy with that to the new student and have their feedback from them. Then I noticed, okay, if I just teach them with the books, it's so boring <laughs> for the young kids. I need to make it more fun with the, like um, uh, making, um, sing some Chinese, Chinese songs and uh, start with, instead of the word, like uh, uh, instead of the individual word, which the Chinese, uh, Chinese student will learn. Um, instead of that, they will start from the simple um, conversation which you use, especially like the polite words, like thank you, how to say thank you, how to say goodbye, how to say hello. Yeah, this is more interesting. And then like a move to numbers and colors is always the most favorite one from them. So, and then I have a, a, I have a student from, from Apple, I think it's an adult, it's, a, it's an engineer. And she is very different. She is very, you know, high level because her husband is a Chinese. <laughs> so I and then I asked help from my my friends here, and they are they are teacher. They are real teacher in high school. So they have very um, good books, like how to teaching. It's more professional way, <laughs> how to teach in Mandarin. You know, in a, in at that level. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So all this, all this combined. Yeah. Ah. So help me to start a chance lesson with them. And uh, cool. yeah, all the age, I almost yeah, have. How, how big are your classes them. now? How many students do you have? Uh, I, I have uh, four in total. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sometimes five. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's enough. Yeah, Montessori. <laughs> it's but really wonderful, though. I think it's also wonderful for your daughters to be excited about the lessons too, because yes, that makes them feel really proud about their language and culture too. Yeah. That other people want to learn it. Yes, yes, definitely. I think uh, this is also um, a reason. I just back to Montessori school a reason for, for, for I choose the Montessori school here. Like uh, it's very multicultural and very open to different culture and languages. And they are trying to just uh, bring up a human being instead of just, uh, you know, a Chinese or American or your European person. Mm, so we have more opportunities to join the community to, to introduce uh, like Chinese New Year, and uh, we tell about Chinese New Year. We 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 talk about the stories, and uh, we make dumplings together. You know, we celebrate together. It's just um, and uh, and uh, sing some Mandarin songs. Uh, all of this just uh, make 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 all the you know all the kids in the school like oh wow, there's so many different language we can we can touch, we can learn. There's so many different culture, and so many different holidays. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's also a reason why I yeah. Oh, that's here. wonderful. Um, so do your girls have any friends that they can speak Mandarin with who are other native speakers or whose parents are native speakers? Yes, definitely. We have a group of Chinese, Chinese uh, parents, oh, <laughs> Chinese yes. group from the school. We, we always go out together. But uh, for the kids, all the kids... They com their communication most of the time is just the uh, English. Oh. <laughs> our, our the parents' con conversation is in Mandarin, always in Mandarin. They could understand it as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think you're right that whenever whenever you're able to take them back to China, they'll be thrown yeah. into it and and they'll probably, you know, because they can understand it so well, they'll just start speaking it, even if they don't speak it as much here. Yes, I think the the environment is very very important. Just like they can pick up the English just in four months, right? Just so quick because the environment there they can they can they can learn the language with the whole body. 
yeah. not just、uh, with a book or from one teacher. Like、uh, um, if they if they back to China, they have to speak Mandarin because not everyone speak English. Right. <laughs> they have to speak that.、Uh, They will、uh, pick up it, pick up it. But now the whole environment is English. It's easier for them to just speak English、mm. because it's better understanding and you know better communication for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah, I heard that some of the parents here, if they yeah they 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 want the kids to learn the language, they just put them into、um, like a Japanese school or Spanish school for at least a whole year. You know, you learn.、Um, You learn a language. It's better you know more about this culture, right? Like,、yeah. a, like the, yeah, please. I was gonna say because learning a language is so much about also learning the culture. You really can't separate the language from the yes,、culture. yes. I think that's the biggest challenge for me to be here. You know, even the people here is so patient. You know, they are very. Very nice to foreigners. Even you don't speak perfect English, they could understand you well and give you the feedback. But sometimes, uh, uh, it's related to background knowledge instead. So during maybe in a party, they are talking about something very quickly, and I don't know the background knowledge. It's hard to catch up. It takes time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a big support for your learning the language. Not not the not just the the language. Yeah, having that cultural、okay. context and yes, even something、yeah. I know for me when I um was learning Italian and I don't think my French ever got this good that I could just participate in conversations. But in Italian, when I was in Italy and my Italian was already very good, sometimes I wouldn't understand that something was an expression that it wasn't literal,、yeah. and that was. Yeah. Really challenging because then I kind of lose the thread of the conversation, trying to figure out what they possibly could have meant, but it was just an expression. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So every gathering party for me is a work. <laughs> My brain is running so fast. <laughs> yeah. I need to figure out what is happening around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then that'll be their challenge when they go to China. They'll probably they. They speak Mandarin good enough that they won't have that challenge. But yes, yes, but it's always a good start. You know, if、yeah. if you could have the language first, then the next step, okay, you better you evolve more and better understand the background and the culture, and then you learn more and more and more and and the language learning everything. All the all the learning is is a is a long is a lifelong. Yes. So, Yeah, just not like okay. I will finish in these two years or three years. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. One thing I wanted to go back to. I just thought of this. This is from the very beginning when you were talking about how you grew up speaking your regional dialect and then you learned、yeah. Mandarin in school. Do you feel like Mandarin is your mother tongue, or do you feel like your dialect is your mother tongue? And do you miss speaking in that dialect?、Um, okay. Like. Okay.、Yeah. I love Mandarin because it's more beautiful. Dad、oh. <laughs> <laughs> is is a is something I talk with my parents only. <laughs> yeah, so I I can switch very quickly. I I won't I won't lose it. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah, so because I always back to it when I talk with my parents. I think this is the way you know. My parents couldn't respond to me in Mandarin because they don't speak Mandarin at all. They don't know how to speak it.、Mm. So if they don't give me that response, I have to always talk with with dialect with them, and I just keep it till now. I won't forget it,、yeah. <laughs> and I can I just convert it just so quickly. But there's a friend. This is my parents. I talk with my parents in dialect and go to my parents in Mandarin.、Oh. <laughs> just don't, don't hesitate. Very easy. Yeah. yeah, and Mandarin is just used so widely when I grew up in the work language because different Chinese say different dialect, but when they together, just just speaking in Mandarin. Yeah, everyone speaking Mandarin because it's official language. Everyone's learn it from from kindergarten now. <laughs> so then, growing up, did you speak to your friends in Mandarin or in the the dialect?、Um, when I was still in hometown, 
I talk with them in dialect. And uh, I turned to be whole Mandarin from university. Okay, yeah. Um, so then can your, when your girls talk to their grandparents, what language do they speak in? Mandarin. Okay. Mandarin, yeah. So your grandparents can understand it enough to- Yes, Mandarin, yeah. everyone knows Mandarin. Okay. <laughs> it's an official language. Okay. Uh, yeah, but they couldn't uh, respond them in Mandarin. It's a dialect. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's dialect. But our dialect is very close to Mandarin because we are in North China. The the South China dialect is totally different from the Mandarin. Mm. Mm -hmm. ah, so interesting. Um, okay, is there anything about languages or your experience or the girls' experience coming to the United States that I didn't ask you about? that you wanted to say? Let me think about it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I think we 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 talk about that a little bit like the when you go to uh when you learn when you learn language and go to a new culture, you have the challenge from culture and because your lack of the background and knowledge. Yeah. I think uh yeah. Sometimes I'm still um, hesitant to give the response <laughs> to my friend. <laughs> Which way is the better way? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's always uh, we need to learn. Yeah, mm. and do your girls help you with those sorts of things too? Like you said, sometimes they correct your pronunciation. Do they sometimes have more mm. cultural context for things? that you don't, or maybe they're too young for that I think, as they get older. <laughs> yeah, I think for them now, they are okay because they, I think most of them time, most of their time just grow up here in this culture. So I I, I don't hear many complications from from their side. Like they complain any, yeah. any and you know, just a misunderstanding or something. But I think I will feel my challenge with them hmm. that they turn to be more and more respond represented the culture here and i'm more chinese so sometimes yeah yeah i can feel the complication and uh, i'm trying to figure it out yeah just uh, just uh, listen and uh, always respect them and uh, try to try to blend it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, and hopefully like as they get older, they can help help you understand some cultural things that you might have missed, you know, that they can sort of be your connection. As yeah. Well. Yeah. I, 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 I do. I do hope so. Yeah. I, I treat them as my teacher here. <laughs> I also tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, but I also want to learn by myself, <laughs> trying yeah. to explore my my world, <laughs> not just really on them because they are so busy with yeah. their with their stuff also already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my last question for you is: What advice would you give to parents who are interested in Montessori? Mm -hmm. um, okay. Especially parents who are um, who have elementary age children, since that's the age that your girls are now. Mm. I think. I think it's a big decision to choose which kind of education for your kids. Like, uh, it should be aligned with your family culture first. Um, yeah, I, I can't say much more about the family here, but for like Chinese families, um, I think the culture is very different. You know, this is so different. Like uh, like in China, at least the young family, uh, our family is a represent, I mean, of uh, Chinese culture, not whole, but at least uh, it's, it's a representative. Um, like uh, when when my, my in-laws here, they want to help. They also want to be helpful. And uh, I also want to be helpful to my kids. Maybe sometimes uh, we, we just, we want to be helpful, but sometimes it's just uh, hurt, hurt, Hurt them, like uh, we want we we want them we 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 want them to be healthy. Just uh, okay, 
please drink the water in the morning. That's the first thing to drink the water in the morning. But sometimes they just don't want to drink. And uh, and uh, the, the grandparents would just uh, hand the water bottle to them just in front of their mouth. <laughs> and, uh, you, <laughs> I will feel uh, very uncomfortable. And uh, I can feel they are uncomfortable. You know, it's more like a push. You know, this is uh, just one example. And also like a washing clothes, uh, like the some houseworks. I I want them to take their responsibility to some houseworks because yeah, this is also a kind of respect, respect, right? Um. So, but uh, but uh, but uh, like the grandparents want to help. They 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 when they saw the piles of dirty clothes there. You know, and they they invite them once, uh, and then they they didn't do it. They were just okay. I will do it <laughs> and uh, wash for them, <laughs> so they will miss the chance. And it, it kind of a habit. Once the habit build up, it's hard to change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of this kind of uh, examples. Uh, pull down the shoes, pull down the clothes. Uh, you know, from the very beginning. So, if and also like uh, back to the study. Like um, like in in China, we we study a lot. We have a lot of homework. Then we don't have time for the kids to do the housework. Mm-hmm. But the parents will think, okay, if you could finish your homework well, I can do the housework for you. But uh, I think I'm sorry, it's not in this way, right? So if the family culture is not aligned with not sorry, like a uh, you are you are an individual, you. You are an independent person. You take care of all your own stuff. You take the consequence, right? So if if it's not aligned, it's 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 better to reconsider it. And uh, yeah, and also the in public school maybe it's uh, like uh, okay at this level you need to learn this knowledge at this level you learn this knowledge. And in Montessori, we try to catch up the public uh, curriculum also after like uh, after elementary, early elementary and upper elementary. We also want to make sure the kids learn the language, uh, learn the language, learn the mathematics, right? But uh, we respect uh, more, you know, of their own talent. Maybe some of them more like uh, art, you know, handwork or music they have more chance more time to spend on it but if if these things will make make a parent feel uncomfortable yeah i don't think it will be a good decision to to join monastery school right yeah i, th- I think this is the this is the two main concerns from from my feeling yeah especially yeah. compared to the chinese culture yeah yeah oh. well Thank you, Renee, so much for being on the podcast. This is such a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Gabrielle. It's really a pleasure to be here. Thank you again to Renee for joining me for this conversation. You can follow Multilingual Montessori on Instagram at multilingual.montessori, and you can find more resources for raising bilingual and multilingual children from a Montessori perspective at multilingualmontessori.org. Please take a moment to subscribe to the Multilingual Montessori podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. If you enjoyed this episode, a wonderful way to support the podcast is to rate and review it and share it with someone who you think would enjoy it as well. And if you're interested in an extra episode each month on a topic related to language acquisition in young children, you can join the Patreon community. You'll find the link to that in the episode description. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.